everybody, welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. So glad to have you guys checking in. And I say every week, you guys could be listening to anybody. You could be be watching anybody, doing whatever you want to do. But the fact that you kind of clicked on here and joined me, man, I, I really, really say, want to say thank you. And I really, um, I'm humbled by that. Um, but today, as, as always, as always, I have a guest today and I'm, I'm laughing already because he and I we're just connected on so many different levels. Um, he is an author. He is a coach. He has run uh, many corporations and, and he has a unique story he's going to talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than Jeremy Kubitschek. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Ralph, good to meet you, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me be a part. Man, thank you for just saying, yeah, man, for just coming on the Unstoppable Podcast. Absolutely. Talking to uh, my listeners, man. And um and, and guys, listen, if you don't know who he is, let me tell you who this guy is, and I'm going to let him talk. He's written books like Five Voices, uh, Five Gears, Leadership is Dead, How Influencing, How Influence is Reviving It, has a book called The uh, 100X Leader, book called Come Alive. Man, did I leave anything out? Uh, those, are, those are part of them. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, uh, he is the uh, CEO of Giant, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I just transitioned to executive chairman because I got to promote myself out of the CEO, which was awesome. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, but I've been running Giants for for a long time. So, explain to us what, what Giant is. Yeah. So the whole idea is we basically certify people uh, on content for 21st century content. Most adults don't read much anymore, so we created this right. neuro linguistics, these tools, and these personality systems and emotional intelligence systems that people can certify on and then they use it to coach. So we basically equip people to unlock people. Our whole mission is to unlock uh, people in every country of the world or every company in every country. And so um, we're in about 172 countries right now and we're just serving people. Uh, We become a partner with people who want to liberate other people. 172 countries. You guys hear that? Told you that the Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves Jr. levels up because of guys like <laughs> 172 countries, man. That's major. Yeah. Now, you guys listening, you guys may be very familiar with the John Maxwell team um, and John Maxwell, and he did some work. Talk about that. Like you you had designed in. Yeah, uh, we bought John Maxwell's assets in 2007. And, uh, and then we, it was enjoy if anyone sort of enjoy So I enjoy had kind of run its course. So I took it all apart and then I built the catalyst conferences, Chick-fil-A leader cast, and I sold John Maxwell's assets back to him, kind of cleaned them up, polished them up, passed them back to him. And then he, uh, took it and done incredible work and then uh, great, great guy. And then, um, yeah, so that's what we, we've been doing. We've been, we've been taking content and, and trying to make it, uh, accessible to people to use um, in good ways. I like how you just glossed over Chick-fil-A leader cast. Um, if, if, if all of us know, 
what kind of brilliant corporation Chick-fil-A is. And I tell people, you know, I ride by Chick-fil-A on the way in here. Um, people are not lined up because of a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I mean, you know, a chicken sandwich no, no. is a chicken sandwich, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and to be talking to someone who was yeah. behind the scenes and developing that leadership program and how they do it. Man, Jeremy, man, you, you really have your finger on that pulse, man. It's fun. No, it's it's all good. But man, I'm excited. Let's what are we gonna talk about today, Ralph? Well, first of all, I want to tell people about I want about I want to talk about your beginnings because it's about <laughs> unstoppable. Guys, you're never gonna believe what uh-huh. Jeremy has done before he became who we are today. Jeremy, tell them what you used to do. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, for, I'm a white Czechoslovakian, right? My family moved from Czechoslovakia. They moved from Prague, Czechoslovakia to Prague, Oklahoma. That's wow. real original. Yeah. So I'm a farm boy. And but when I when my first job, um, basically, I got into the African-American hair care business and <laughs> I, I would sell African-American hair care products inside grocery chains and drug chains. And then I became a thought leader speaker uh, Bronner Brothers, I would do a lot in, of speaking in different locations at different events. Yeah. And I would speak all over the United States on why the coral was dead in, in certain places and like hair care trends. So, so I, I, then, I, have, I have this white guy with Czechoslovakian <laughs> roots going to explain to me on why Jerry Curl is dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But no, I mean, from a merchant, I was a merchant. And so I'd go in and I would explain like trends, right? And then... Um, and so it was so fun because this this white guy, people, and I would be in a like all black crowd, which was so good for me because right. I would see what it would be like for my brothers and sisters who would see it on the other side yeah. to go, hey, I'm the only white guy. I mean, I would, I would preach and be in these white, uh, yeah. uh, all black churches. And then I'd yeah. speak at different locations. And yeah. so it was so, it was so great. But yeah, man, we sold the most luster pink oil than anyone <laughs> in the nation, literally. <laughs> And so I started this .com called ethnicsource.com. It was the first AfricanAmericanHairCare.com. Wow. But it was before anyone trusted putting credit cards on the internet. Yeah. So it didn't last very long. It was like right. two years and then the .com bust hit and it went under. Wow. But it was such a fun trial. And I would, I would uh, just try, I would go into these beauty salons and I would just learn. And I would learn all about the single mom and just kind of the culture in Houston versus the culture in like the city of commerce in LA versus the black culture in Philadelphia or Chicago versus Alabama and, you know, Mississippi. And I just got like a seven years of cultural dynamics of understanding African-Americans as much as you can as a white guy selling hair care products. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think the theme in all of that, man, if I'm going to get a takeaway from that and I want to help my listeners, it's very important that you cross pollinate. It's very important that you cross-pollinate. You would have never thought that you would probably get into something like that. And like you said, you got opportunities because you're you're, uh, easy. Guys, listen, I pastor a church, Cornerstone Community Church in Millville, New Jersey. I'm a believer. This guy's a believer and a a speaker and a preacher. And you got a chance to uh, preach in some black church. You had a chance to, and what I'm trying to say is, to learn other cultures besides your own. And I, and I think totally. that's definitely part of being a leader, part of being an influencer. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's it's part of it that you, it's not all about your culture. It's being able to move in any setting. Yep. And, and so here's what I learned. My dad actually taught me this lesson in my 20s. He said, in your 20s, 
it's not what you do that matters, it's who you work for that matters. Right. Okay. So what that did is I went to work for someone I call him the liberating leader. He was high support and high challenge, yeah. but he was so for me. Then he put me in position and then I got the opportunity to watch how he cross-pollinated and worked in all of it. He's, he was a, a white guy that worked very closely with a lot of, of African-Americans and we had this great opportunity, but it was not, it was about watching and observing. And I got to be apprenticed under someone for yeah. seven years. Yeah. That, that gave me insight that I never would have before. And use that word apprentice, man. You know, I think um, one of the, one of the things that come out of medieval times that of course we don't use anymore is that apprenticeship. You know, um, we we are of a generation. Well, how much money I'm going to make? It's not about the money you're going to make. It's going to what what you learn. I like what you said about being an apprentice. So many people want to be at the top. They want to start at the top. They want to start out front first. You know that that seven years of whatever it might you might not be making a great money, but you're you're gaining something so much more than money that would allow you to build that. Talk about the apprenticeship, man. And yeah. So uh, apprenticeship is like three parts. You got, uh, you, you have to, uh, you have to learn. So it's the information is first. What's yeah. the information you need to learn? Then it's imitation. Now here's the thing with Jesus. Jesus basically was saying, follow me. Yeah. Apprentice under me. So discipleship is actually apprenticeship. It's yeah. meant to be apprenticeship. Yeah. But what happens is a lot of people take content and they watch stuff and they get the information and then they immediately go to innovation and they don't do, they don't do imitation. Right. Well, the secret of apprenticeship is imitation. Yeah. So it's like, I got to learn this, but then I'm going to watch you. I'm going to yeah. learn what you, how you do it. Once I perfect that, then I can innovate on that, yeah. but don't go innovating until you've imitated. Yeah. And most people aren't willing to do the hard yards of imitation. And most people aren't willing to invite people in to do it. And why is that? Like, you know, I, I and I think it's um, like I was mentored. Um, I'm still mentored. I'm 53 years old in April. I'm still getting mentoring, you know, and, and I've still availed myself to let me carry your bag. Let me carry your books. Yeah. Let me, let me, you know, just let me roll with you. But why, why do you, why do you think that this next generation after me, after us, Jeremy, don't accept it and don't give it? Well, I think here's why. I think it's actually societal. Uh, it's it's built on the trades. Think about like the Industrial Revolution in the, yeah. the 50s, coming out of World War II, there was heavy manufacturing, heavy trades, plumber, electrician, yeah. uh, manufacturing line, meaning you had to apprentice with people. That's how you learned. Right. Hey, watch me. Don't get electrocuted. Watch me. <laughs> so people, so or like brick, bricklayers, well, when the technology came, it's not like, hey, Ralph, come watch how I type this email. Yeah. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to watch me type an email or or here's how I'm coding. You're not going to sit and watch someone. Right. Right. So all of a sudden in, in our work for a lot of people in who have started maybe the professional track, yeah. apprenticeship doesn't happen anymore. In right. the trades, it still happens. Okay. So yeah. I think that's a big part of why. Yeah. And then the, the second part is because there's so much information, people go, oh, I can just go to YouTube and do it. So yeah. the, the reality is you can actually apprentice. You can learn. My son learns stuff all the time on YouTube. I'm like, how'd you know how to do that? YouTube. Right. Yeah. So he's he's imitating people on YouTube. Yeah. 
Right. But it's not, it's not relational apprenticeship. It's yeah. transactional apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, you know, 20 years on a police department, you know, yeah, you're, you have a field training officer. You, okay. So you're being, you know, you're, you're watching somebody. Even when I was a police officer, you know, you, I, before I became a, a sergeant and, and rose up in the ranks, you're still being mentored by people. Now, it, it, pushing it forward to what, as a pastor, you know, um, yeah, I, I planted the church, but I carried my dad's bags for, my dad was a pastor for 41 years. You know, so I was always in the room. I didn't always have to say anything. I carried the bags. I carried back then the preachers used to wear robes. You're familiar with the black church. Sure. They used to, I would carry the robes. I would, I would make sure he got down in the baptismal pool up and down. And so, um, you know, that was, that was my apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. Yeah. So when I planted this church at 37 years old, oh man, you know, you're doing such a great job. You don't understand. I've been apprenticing since I've been 15, 16 years old, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you totally. said, it's relational. It's a relational, not just transactional, man, not just transactional. Hey, let me ask you this, man. What's the greatest lesson on this journey that you've learned that you can share with this audience? One of the greatest lessons you learned. All right. So um, there is a, there is a process called the examine. Now this is a, this is a Jesuit Catholic a process that Loyola, St. Ignatius Loyola created. Okay. Okay. And it's basically, um, it's the art of self-awareness. Okay. Now, as a believer, it's partnering with the Holy Spirit to do right. self-awareness every single day. Wow. So here's what happens. Here's what I do every single day. Every day at about 5.30 or 6, when I'm finished with my work, I do an examine process. It's 12, 15 minutes every day. And I go back through my calendar and I start off with, and I thank God for every good thing that happened that day. Okay. Like every little thing. I mean, it might be five things, six things. Yeah. And I write them down. Hey, thanks for Ralph. What a, what a great guy. Thank you for him today. You're going to be one of the guys that I think uh, that I'll thank the Lord for it. So I do that. Then I go back through my day and I look at every meeting and I acknowledge, I say, how is my attitude? Search me, oh God, know my heart. Yeah. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything in me. And I do like daily reflection like that. So what happens in, I've taken the best of leadership and self-awareness and I've married it to the Holy Spirit so that the Lord has access into my life every single day. Wow. Is there some, was there a lust there? Was there a pattern? Is there anything? It's not just all sin. Right. It's like, well, how's my heart attitude towards that person? Or is there something or I felt like I'm a little lazy here. And then I just talk to the Lord about it. I write it down, but I go, there's no condemnation for those in Jesus. So therefore I go, I'm just staying fresh. And then I look at my next day and I actually look at all my meetings I have and I pray over those meetings and I start thinking about what, well, Lord, what do you want for Ralph today? So yesterday I didn't know you, but I prayed for your time. Lord, what do you want for Ralph? <laughs> so, so I was prepared. So when yeah. I wake up this morning, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Now, the reason I say that is I think that there's a lot of inconsistent people. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of issues and a lot of drama that all comes down to we have these kumbaya moments. Yeah. And then we live off that oil for like two weeks. And then we kind of, oh, I'm so dry. I need the Lord again. Right. What I just I just put a system in. 12 to 15 minutes. Last night, I couldn't do it until 10 o'clock. Yeah. So I sat by my fire and I just did it. 
I, I just had a conversation with the Lord. I did the examine and it's the best thing that I know how to do to stay totally connected with the Lord and observe my leadership skills yeah. and yeah. get better on a daily basis. And you're inviting him into that process of, of leadership, man. And, and what a what a wonderful use of time. What a wonderful use of your time. He said, that doesn't take long, 15, 20 minutes. You know, um, and I, I tell people all the time, listen, um, if God is, grants us, we all get the same 24 hours. And, and usually what separates us from, from each one another is what we've done with that 24 hours. That's and right. that, that, that discipline right there, that discipline that life is made up of disciplines, that discipline that you have of inviting God into every moment and uh, that inviting God into that self-awareness time, man, that's major, man. And I, and I hope you guys are listening, uh, took notes and, uh, <laughs> and decide to do that. I know I am. I know I am. That's, See, that's really, really practical is my point though. Yeah. But it's really, it's really doable. Yeah. And yeah. when that starts happening, all of a sudden you're like, man, so, so self-awareness right. is the process that I use. So it's, it's comes from, you know, Romans. So what we did is we took scripture. I'm a, I'm a for-profit business. We work with Google, Lidos, big companies. Right. But I always, I always have this philosophy, let the world fund me to influence it. Okay. That's yeah. a philosophy I have. So to, Say that to again. I you, want everybody to hear that. Say that again. Yeah. Let the world fund me to influence it. Very good. So the idea then is I took Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to the patterns of the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Sure. And I put a visual tool to it. So here it is. This is Romans 12 too. This is don't be conformed to the patterns of the world. So what the deal is, every one of us has tendencies. Wow. So if you think about the tendencies that we all have. So uh, we have a tendency to get mad or impatient. I have a tendency to exaggerate. I have a tendency yeah. to, uh, you know, uh, I have a to, to tendency to get lazy at times, whatever it is. Yeah. If you know yourself and know when it happens, then you start learning, well, what's my pattern? So I get impatient with my wife. When do I get impatient? And why do I get impatient? Okay, okay. And and then what are my actions that I normally do? So someone might say, well, I, I don't look her in the eye and I get on my phone while she's still talking. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. what are the consequences of that? Right. And then what's, what's the reality of your marriage? Because you do that action. Tendencies, so, actions, consequences, reality. Yeah. So the key is you'll never change the tendency. You'll probably always be impatient or frustrated with your wife or a person or whatever. Like right. I have a tendency to exaggerate. I'll just say mine. I have a tendency to exaggerate. I know when I'm about to do it. It's when I want to win or when I'm trying to prove myself. Gotcha. So that's in me. Yeah. So I, it will always be in me. So I lead myself and I go, well, what are my actions? Usually I add three. So if you say, how many countries are you in? I go, we're, we're in 291. Uh, we're at 172. I'm not exaggerating. Those are 172 right. countries. But yeah. I have a tendency to add more. Right. So that's like, pastors. that's like pastors. How many members you got? Everybody yeah, got a thousand. Let me, let me tell you something. This is the United States of America. A thousand people ain't coming to church in New Jersey no more. <laughs> Tell you, tell you right now. Anybody in so, South Jersey to tell you they got 2,000 members, that's exaggerating. <laughs> so because they're trying to show themselves to be bigger than they are, right? Yeah. So yeah. when when you do that and you're another pastor, you're like, yeah, 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 I know. That's a lie. Right. You're lying. What else yeah. are you lying about? So the consequences of that lying means that I don't trust you as much because you're always exaggerating. 
Right. So what I started to do is go, like, hey, I know myself. So what are my patterns and when does it happen? I catch myself and yeah. I lead myself. I go, wait, look, don't do it. You're about to exaggerate. Just yeah. tell the truth. Right. That's my action. I tell the yeah. truth. My consequence is I don't get the bad outcomes. And my so that's just an example of how yeah. we take tools and how we yeah. create uh, tools to help people um, because everyone's visual. Very few people read anymore. Right. So they're watching videos. And so reading is not as much of a, a factor as it used to be. Yeah. And that's why podcasts are so very um, popular now. Yep. You know, totally. um, audio books, podcasts, you, you're exactly right. Um, guys, if, if, if you want to see that, hop on over to YouTube channel. This is on YouTube as well. You, you'll be able to see that that entire graph. Man, that is amazing. I'm going to now be watching my tendencies and then really asking the question why. I like that. Tendencies, actions, consequences ends up being our reality. Wow. Right. Wow. Yep. Awesome, man. <laughs> I like that. How has it, because it's a, this is the Unstoppable podcast, you know, I, I tell people we're all going to face challenges. We're all going to fail sometimes. How has, if you care to share a failure and how has failure shaped your life, Jeremy? Yeah. So um, I don't, I'm not afraid of failure. Uh, right. Now I say that, um, there's been, you know, no one wants to fail, right? Right. But when you get when you get opportunities to go, man, I've started 24 companies in 26 years. Wow. Um, so out of those companies, I've probably had eight of them fail. Wow. Um, and wow. then I've sold some, and then some are, you know, continuing. So yeah. there's just uh, some people have an appetite to risk, and I'm an entrepreneurial background <laughs> and so forth, right? Yeah. So I'm a little different in that regard. So failure is right. not a big deal, but. But uh, I had to get to the point of personal failure of like even on the inside. And I started to understand that Jesus is a liberator. Yes, he is. Jesus is a freedom fighter. He, yep. he brings high stuff. He's a lamb and he's a lion. Yeah. So what I started to define myself was I would get on myself and dominate myself. So I found out that in failure, I was so afraid to fail because I was thinking I was a failure personally. Yeah. And I started to realize, you know, the enemy came to steal, kill and destroy. Sure. So I started realizing he was using me as a pawn, as a, as a punk to take me out myself, sabotaging myself. Yeah. So every time that I would get on myself, like, dang it, stop, you do that. Like negative talk. Right. I was partnering with the enemy to steal, kill and destroy myself. Yeah. Wow. So I started to watch how did Jesus deal with issues and sin and, and how did he, and basically how did he liberate and how did he empower, not overpower? Right. And so I started studying Jesus. So I would read scripture and I read the gospels through what's Jesus view of God. And then I would reread it. What's G, like skim read. I would Jesus view of his disciples. Yeah. Then reread it. Jesus to the world. Right. Jesus to the church, Jesus yeah. to demons and the devil. Right. And very quickly, you start seeing the life of Jesus and how he operates and how he acts and how he moves around with unbelievable support, but unbelievable challenge. Yeah. But like he's he's fighting for the highest possible good of us. Yeah. So yeah. a liberating leader fights for the highest possible good. So I started to go, I'm going to do the same thing for myself. So I'm going to fight for the highest possible good of myself. So I don't worry about failure. 
I do the exam in the evening. You know what I do in the morning? Okay. I do liberation statements. I get, I look up, I get up in the morning, I jump in the shower and I remind myself who I am. Yeah. Don't think this is cheesy, <laughs> but I go, I go, God, I tell, I go, I tell him who he is to me. God, right. today you are this to me today. And it's different every morning. Right. And then I tell myself, Jeremy, you're a son of the most high God. You've been saved by the blood of Jesus. You're a freedom fighter. You're a liberator. You fight for the highest possible good. And then I, I like call myself up, not out. Right. Right. And I find that the enemy is always calling us out. Yes. So Jesus came to to destroy the works of the destroyer. He came to heal, cast out and raise up. Yeah. And so I'm like, can I get an amen, Ralph? Come on, man. Oh, man, you're preaching, man. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. So I'm listen. preaching right now. Get off the air. I'm going to give you a date here at Cornerstone. <laughs> <laughs> but my point, my point is, is that to, to heal, to cast out and raise up is the work of Jesus. Right. He's an, he's an empowering liberator. And I had to get to the point where I liberate myself yeah. So I don't look at failure. Yeah. And I go failure. Like what? I don't. Okay. It didn't work. It didn't work. Like I hoped. Right. Right. Is that failure? No. So I don't really care what anyone. Yeah. And I tell people, honestly, yeah, it didn't work. I thought it was a good idea. It didn't work. Yeah. Next but, idea. But you know what, man, what, what, what you're saying, what you're saying and, and, and what you are showing people is, you know, we as believers look at thing, things a little bit different. We, we don't, we don't mourn or stress like people who have no hope. Um, you know, listen, that imposter syndrome is real. And so, yes, you have to have those moments where you are calling yourself up and not out, you know, and if you're not careful, the enemy, because the enemy will use that. Like, who are you to be doing that? What, what makes you, you know, you're not even qualified to be where you are, you know, but like you said, Christ is the liberator. Christ is the liberator, man. And so I, I definitely, I, I really love the fact that you call yourself up every morning and not out every day. Yeah. 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 I hope you guys wrote that down. I hope you guys wrote that down, man. That's, that's something else, man. That's something else. Thank you for sharing that, man. Um, I did. I want to talk about a few of these books that you wrote. Cause I, I want, I want people to go over there and yes, get sir. them. I know, I know that, you know, I, I need, I need for them to get to know you through this podcast, through yeah. some books that you wrote. Um, the 100x leader, 100 times leader. Talk to me about that book. Yeah, the idea is helping people get to 100% health and teaching them to multiply. It's all about apprenticeship. Yeah. And yeah. so the whole book is teaching people, like most leaders are 75 plus. Right. They're generally healthy and they add value. Like, hey, Ralph, uh, if you ever need me, my door's always open. Come on mm-hmm. in. I'd be glad to help you. Right. But Jesus wasn't like that. And X means that he was actually, he could see where he wanted Peter to go and he was trying to get him there. Yeah. So we use the metaphor of the Sherpa on Mount Everest. Okay. That the, the Sherpa are, they, they can handle more because they're born in that altitude. Yeah. Well, they, they climb and help people climb. So the idea is that they have to climb themselves. So you have to perform, but you have to help people perform. Doesn't mean you pick them up and carry them. It doesn't mean that you just, so you have to learn how to support them and challenge them to get them up the mountain. Okay. So it's, it's basically, I think I'm, I'm, I'm biased here. It's the, I think it's the best field guide 
for leading teams. So if you if you lead people, the 100x leader is a field guide for leadership. And so it's it, like it really, really practical. Really teaches us to multiply leaders. That's it. Kind of kind of multiply yourself. And so we need yep. that, so we can pick that up anywhere, right? Barnes and Noble. That's Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble online. Yeah. Uh, most, most of them are all online, Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the five voices, it's basically, we took, um, we took what is union type apology, which is where Myers-Briggs came from. And okay. we simplified it because it's too complex. Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, sure. good, too complex, and it doesn't spread. It doesn't I transfer. Took, I just took the Enneagram a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but it, you can't explain to someone I'm a seven with a wing eight, and they know what you're talking about. No, you can't. But, like, not in everyday language. No, you can't explain. But it. if I said to you this, "Hey, I'm a connector creative, and you're a pioneer connector, and mm-hmm. my my wife she's a guardian nurturer," if you know the words, what the words mean, you can understand personality now at, to an educated 13 year old can get it. Wow. So everything we've done is created for everyone. So we now know our kids' personality. So yeah. if you want to learn what your kids are, you want to understand your spouse. If you want to use something that everyone can use, then the five voices is unbelievably helpful to know and understand personality. I need to pick up several copies and have them here at church. I'm going to get that. The five voices. Uh, the, the five gears is uh, sign language. Okay. So the, that was the, the five voices is personality. The five right. gears is a sign language, and okay. it basically teaches people. Uh, I'll do it record time. Fifth gear is uh, it's like a manual stick shift. Fifth gear is focus mode. Fourth gear is task mode. Third gear is social mode. Second gear is connect mode, and first gear is recharge. Okay. And the issue the issue is uh, most people don't know how to be in the right gear at the at the right time. Right. So you yeah. might have a spouse who's working at seven o'clock, they've, they're in fourth gear and everyone in the family is at third gear. Yeah. And all of a sudden you want to nag at them, put your phone up, stop your email. And instead what this is, it's basically an objective way to call. So you can do this. Hey, Ralph. Hey. Right. And you call a play. Call a play. And, right. And then they go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the wrong gear. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So Got it's, it. it's a calendar system. Gotcha. To learn how to be emotionally intelligent, to be in the right gear at the right time. Man, I have I've never even seen anything like, or even heard of anything like that before, man. That that is that it's is fun. awesome. Man. That is that is awesome. Leadership is dead. How influence is re- reviving it? Yeah, that and making your leadership come alive. Yeah, that one. Like, uh, so if you like stories, uh, I tell my mafia stories. I lived in Russia. Uh, I had my first client was assassinated. Um, I, the second chapter is me. I died in a, I was killed. No exaggeration. I was healed and raised up after uh, being hit by a drunk driver in a hurricane in Mexico in 2002. So I tell that story. So it's a lot more stories, but it's all about self-preservation and influence. And if you want to learn how to influence people and how your own self-preservation keeps you from it, then that's what that book's about. Wow. Wow. Man, how your own self-preservation keeps you from it. That's something else. I, I don't think, sometimes I don't think that we believe that we are the enemy sometimes. We allow, like you said earlier, the podcast, we allow the enemy's influences. And then what you just said here, a lot of times we keep ourselves from being the person that God 
destined us or called us to be or called us to be That's now right. you talked about being in russia you weren't selling black hair care products in russia <laughs> no that was i came back and sold them after russia so i started okay. an economic school and a couple of businesses there wow. and the whole goal was um how do you liberate people who have been dominated for 70 years and wow. so i use capital and uh economic school to try to teach people um a different way of thinking leading so Wow. Jeremy, how can my audience find you, man? Where can they find you? Just I, I know you have websites and I yeah, got well, this is easy. It, it's it's free too. If they like this kind of stuff, you want to check some of these videos out, just go to giant.tv slash JK and that gives you free access. You okay. you sign up, but it's not we're not gonna harass you. And you can take the five voices assessment if you wanted to see what your voice is. Wow. You can watch the videos on the five gears. You can, you can, everything we talked about, if you like it, you can go explore it. I'm going to jump on there myself. Giant.tv backslash JK. Yep. Very good. That's it. Yep. Very good. Man, I thank you for your time today. Thank you for just being so gracious, man. Uh, I, I know your schedule is probably crazy, but the, the fact that you came on and, and talked to us, man, and shared with us today, man, it's just, um, that's just awesome for us, man. May God just continue to richly bless you and keep you and your family. Thank you for pouring into us the way that you have. And um, will you come back again? I hope this ain't the last time. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And to you as well, man, just in the midst of COVID, what you're trying to do as a liberator to your community, yeah. just the message of unstoppable. It's like, man, thanks for being a freedom fighter. That's who you've been the whole, your whole career. Yeah. And you just get to do it now instead of the police force, you get to do it in the, you're still in the PD, you're in the pastor department. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for saying that, man. And um, again, guys, you have been listening to the Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves Jr. Our guest today was Jeremy Kubitschek. And um, listen, Googling, finding, buy some of these books, get on it, uh, call him in, do some leadership stuff. You're going to be hearing from him again as soon as this this COVID thing uh, lifts and God's allowed. I'm, I, Jeremy, you have to come to Cornerstone for me. Man. Oh, man, that'd be we, fun. That'd be a lot of fun. For me? Well, as long as, as as long as I get your blessing and, you know, I got to I got to learn how to, to the speaking style. I have to change a little bit, but I love it. It's so much fun. Oh, man, you'll but, be all right, man. You'll be all no, right. No, I've done it. I, I have some of the funniest stories of speaking in some black churches that are that is just hilarious. And yeah. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, it's so fun. And I have to say this: uh, if you're watching this podcast, you know I'm bald headed. I'm bald, so none of your African American hair care <laughs> products work for me. None, none of the, none of the, uh, what was that stuff? That my hair to get waves. I forgot the name of it. None of it works. Yeah, sporting, sporting waves. Well, it works too well. It was a little too potent. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, thanks uh, for being on, guys. You've been. Yeah, the Unstoppable Podcast of Ralph Graves Jr. Share it. Tell somebody about it. I'll see you guys next time. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.